Talking to people about dark matter and neutrinos can be funny. Surely you're joking. Hopefully, yes. What a wonderful universe. Welcome to Surely You're Joking. I'm your host, Dr. Kevin Peter Hickerson. Today, I am joined by co-host Jimmy O. Yang. Yeah. And we still have from our previous episode, Adam Steltzner with us. We kept us. him here for a whole week. <laughs> and we're joined by our new guest today, Bobek Ferdosi. <laughs> that long pause there is because he could not pronounce my name correctly yeah, several times. They know because the, the avid listeners to the show know that I do that every episode. It's not just you. He fucks up every single name. It's not, it's like I, the the impending judgment of doing it wrong causes me to freeze up like a deer in headlights. Anyway, uh, you are um, part of the you were part of the EDL team for NASA Curiosity uh, probe on Mars. And you are more, I'm going to tell this to our viewers, you're more affectionately known to the masses as Mohawk Guy. I'm sure you're aware sure. of that by now. Um, uh, you were, I think you were mentioned by the president the day after the things yep. and that launched you into uh, internet fame. And you have a mohawk on today. So. Sweet yeah. ass mohawk. Yeah, sweet ass mohawk. <laughs> you, How uh, are you doing? It's good. Welcome good. to the show. The, the hair is good. I'm good too. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yep. I just got off work, so it's a little. How long have oh, you sorry. rocked this particular model of mohawk? Uh, a couple months. Yeah, just, it's been growing. The, you can tell by the length of the roots how long it's been silver. Yeah. Jimmy, oh, you don't oh, know so the, the whole thing. Mohawks? The whole thing. <laughs> I thought I thought you did the Jay Leno thing on purpose. You know. I, so the whole thing initially was all silver. Right. And now the bottom is black and the top is silver like a skunk. It's very <laughs> sexy. I love the comparison. He calls this the Le Pew. Yeah. Pepe. Oh, 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 yeah. oh I see. Right. I, I got see. the reference. All right. <laughs> Great start to an episode, guys. So, Bobak, uh, you were you're a running American. Are you? Were you born in Iran? No, I was born here in Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's... Less right. exciting. That's I'm sorry. So, so cool. Yeah. That's fine. Philadelphia's cool. I think Philadelphia. Yeah. So the reason I bring that up right away is because I know that there's a lot of political talk about banning Muslims. I don't know if you're Muslim or not, but you know, I'm not. As a as a Muslim American or as a Iranian American scientist, does is this something that comes up as a issue? I love how I just jump into the heavy stuff. I'm really sorry. I mean, nice that I got your name right. Let's talk about. Let's talk about terrorism. Yeah. Let's talk in about the Middle East. What? Yes or right. no? <laughs> uh, no, it doesn't come up too often. I think the last time it came up actually was, well, it was around this time a few years ago. So for State of the Union, there was some question of why I was attending the State of the Union. And there was a lot of talk of whether it was because of immigration reform. Um, mm. But it, it was actually not. It was because uh, initially the president's speech was going to mention more about the okay. space program and then uh, kind of for, for focus, I guess they... They cut a lot of that stuff. Um, but, yeah, so it comes up every once in a while, but not not too often. Okay. Well, yeah. that cut that. But I'm against uh, banning Muslims for the, for the record. <laughs> okay, yeah. I just wanted yeah, to yeah, hear yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so. My dad started a Muslim, but he um, came to the United States as a, as a student, a grad student. And his professor invited him over for breakfast one morning and made, like, eggs and bacon and all this stuff. And my dad, not knowing what bacon was, like was like, what is this? Delightful cuisine that you've served me, and the guy's like, "It's bacon." He's like, "I, I don't know what that means." That, yeah, actually. he's like, "I don't it's believe pig. it's from an animal. I don't believe it." And it's too my good. dad was like, "This is too good." Yeah, I don't. Want, <laughs> I renounce my my uh, wow. Islamicism or whatever the the right phrase would be. I did a similar thing where I renounced my diet. 
Yeah. To go to have bacon. Because of bacon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was I was going strong for like three days, and then. Well, I ham, remembered bacon. bacon, pork chop, all actually, from the I don't same like, magical animal. Actually, I don't like uh, pork very much. Really? Yeah. Except for the bacon. Wow. Bacon is the one exception. It's like so I don't I, I could go kosher or halal or whatever if I wanted, except for bacon. So there's some, I, a couple of other things that are involved there. Yeah, right? sure, yeah. sure. Like but pizza. You gotta do pork with pizza. I can't order really? pizza no, with my Jewish like, friends. I don't like pork tacos. I don't Really? Yeah. Carnitas? That's not your thing, Kev? Nope. Oh, no, it grosses like me out, actually. It's kind of weird. What I always am amazed by is how did people come up with these foods for the first time? Like in the history, was somebody just like, mm. I'm eating all of the pig, and this part was amazing, and then I make it into thin strips, and it's oh, even yeah, yeah. better. Oh, all of that. Yes. Food is yeah. like, in, in, in my big book of like um, things that are awesome about humanity, it's like art, architecture and sausage. Yeah. <laughs> like sausage. I'm going to take the intestine of an animal, mm-hmm. I'm going to shove some other meats of other animals and like maybe some fruits and some spices in this thing and I'm going to cook it and I'm going to eat it. Okay. Yeah, Chinese people are saying that says people put food first before everything. <clears throat> that that's that's just our thing. Every effort, every family outing, it's all around food. So, uh, I w- used to work in Italy, a collaboration uh, in Italy, and so I went there pretty regularly, and I was there during a festival, the Alpini Festival, and one of the things they have there is uh, porchetta, which is just, mm. I mean, that is, it's pretty clear where bacon came from when you see that, because they just, I mean, that's as caveman as you can get. They just, they have a pig, and they, you know, they cut it open, take all the ins- the gross stuff out, and they just, like, stuff it with flavor and salt and everything and then they just smoke it for like six months or something and it's and it's so soft by the end since all the bones have been taken out they just kind of like slice through the thing does it look weird with the bones taken out i feel like uh it looks delicious i mean yeah it's a it's It's a great (laughs) crust of crustiness and then yummy fats and then yummy meats and then yummy inner really just it looked like a giant um deflated pig no, 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 it looked okay. like a hot dog with a uh, somebody drew a pig face on it. Oh, yeah. So that's all I saw. Have you guys tried all the pork innards, the pig innards? Those are amazing to me. No. no. I used to watch Fear Sorry. Factor and be like, dude, I just ate that for dinner last night. <laughs> yeah, well, that's... The pig intestines and stuff, you ever, you ever <laughs> get a chance to come with me to like a dim sum restaurant or something? I thought this was going dim sum for a while. Yeah, amazing. I know, right? <laughs> uh, yes. You know, or, or even just like a Cantonese Chinese restaurant. I love it. It's so good. High cholesterol. Bobby, I like how... Um, I like how people were wondering why you were at the State of the Union if it was because you were Muslim or not, instead of like, oh, I don't know, landing on Mars. Right. Sure. Well, I mean, people like have a lot of guesses. Yeah. Yeah. Racism no, actually, always comes first Adam in this country. Adam was probably like, yeah, why? That probably was the reason you were there. <laughs> I actually I thought it was. this was not on purpose that you're both here at the same time, but as I mentioned in our previous episode, you guys have both really cool hair, and you've both helped land on Mars. So is there like a... I mean, I don't There's want to cause a hair club th- from landing on Mars that we're part of. Well, not wow. just a club. Is there rivalry there? Like a hair know? rivalry? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, people w- say, people bring that up. I'm not going to go <laughs> up against the Mohawk. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I mean, you, I would be you'd be There's crazy never to, to, in the... to front on that. There's no beef. Or are you squashing the beef right now? Yeah, what is it? Right here. <laughs> What's right who's here? selling it? You this is squashing it. the beef. Oh, surely you're joking on the Mohawk's space hair beef. Squashed. I mean, I think it's just a Cal, like a JPL Caltech thing. I think we're just people that like kind of do their own style. Uh, no, no, Bobic, I'm no? at Caltech. It's not just a Caltech thing. There's the hair does help a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Well, there's we've got great we got lots of great hair at the lab. Yeah, yeah but do you, okay, do you think I should go in a crazy hair direction? Nah. Do you think that would help? I don't think I could rock it. That's for sure. 
What if you grow it out really long, Cad? Uh, like, I, I start to look like Tom Petty, so I don't really want to go that. I route. mean, I had long hair in college, and it was terrible. Yeah, like I I've mean, gotten rid of all the pictures of me with uh, the long hair in sophomore year. Uh, That's bad. And a goatee, which was like the wow. Yeah. You were like you had to, Dark <laughs> Canyon. <laughs> I really, you know, made some mistakes, and uh, yeah. Was there a risk of like you know with this cool hair, maybe that more senior people would be like, ah, he's just a cool kid. He doesn't, you know. I don't think it was a risk for the senior people. I mean, I, like Adam and everybody else can probably attest. Like we're we're a really good meritocracy at JPL. So mm-hmm. I feel like if you put in the work, people will respect your mm-hmm. your job. But I would say that it's probably more of a public concern mm-hmm. that yeah. if there was oh somebody gets sing- anybody gets singled out in that room and it, the landing wasn't successful. I think that's a little bit more of a, oh, well, look, they have this Cavalier guy with his... Oh, <laughs> this yeah, guy yeah, popped yeah, it yeah. up! Right, I mean, right, right. Right. So I think that's probably more of a concern yeah, than you internal. Get, you get mentioned by Obama because the landing didn't crash. It worked. Right. And you had a mohawk. But it wouldn't be like... He'd be like, yeah, I'm really proud of the guy with the mohawk when we crashed. Right. And we probably shouldn't have made that last-minute change in the software... We, yeah, we talked about it. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. It's interesting how people emulate like these cool things, like James Harden, the beard, and then all the kids start going out there and get yes, the beard. Hard but hard. they did forgot about like he's just an amazing basketball player. He could have like Anthony Davis. He could have unibrow and he could still be famous. They're like, yeah, I'm gonna grow a beard so I look cool in the basketball court and people pick me first. Well, there, yeah, you, there's definitely. Uh, there's some risk to, to putting yourself out there, even with the thing like a landing. Because, of course, we I'm sure you guys know about Matt Taylor and his his uh, shirt, um, yeah. ale- uh, his so-called sexist shirt. I mean, in his mind, I think he was trying to just be fun or something. But that did backfire, right? Like, And maybe that could have... What was the shirt, Kev? It just had a lot of, like, sexy ladies. It was a pin-up, style. It was a pin-up yeah, style shirt, like a bowling shirt with uh-huh. a pin-up kind yeah. of uh, pictures on it. Yeah, so he was seeing it as, like, a fun, tacky thing. But there was but no actual was... nudity. It was, like, a girl in bikinis or something? Uh, well, it wasn't nudity. Going? It was It was just the objectification of women that yeah. was the issue. Not, not the fact... It wasn't the fact that there was nudity involved, that wasn't... And I don't think it was necessarily that by itself, right? This is sort of a, for I think women in, in science and engineering, it's sort of a death by paper cuts sort of situation, mm-hmm. right? So I don't know that like that one thing was was it, but it was the fact that I think on top of all the other things that they've experienced and, and a lot of that's coming out in the news lately. Um, yeah, and as one of our I, previous I guests, Emily Lockwalla, pointed out very quickly, I mean, he apologized for it, yeah. so it wasn't actually really a big deal, except it's kind of stayed that way. In a weird way, the back you could feel the why it was an issue more by the back reaction of people being still talking about it several days later, sure. still angry that anyone was upset about it. So anyway, but your hair didn't do that, so fortunately, right. so yeah. you are proof. You guys are both proof that you can uh, you can be fun and and cool and, and cool smart and, and science and not upset. Uh, Bring home the bacon and fry it up in a pan. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> See, this is cool. Like with the with the whole mohawk with, with with Adam with you guys. You guys are bringing the coolness into science. It's not like because back in the day, I feel like when you see movies, they always cast like an old man that's just semi decrepit. You know, just drawing, <clears throat> you know, uh, uh, chalk on on a chalkboard or something. But like now, science is very hip, and it becomes like a it became like a young people sport. Almost. Yeah, but uh, I'm, I want to know what you guys think because I am constantly worried that it's going to just crash down and be uncool again in the future. Are you worried about that? You probably just are like, no, I was cool before people even knew I was a yeah. scientist, so maybe you don't have to worry about it. But for me, I'm riding just a wave of 
people like physics at the moment. So. But it's like a nerd, it's a sort of a nerd culture, right? We're, we're definitely reaching like a, a, high, a high point for nerd culture, whether that like crashes. Like a nerd, nerdularity? Yeah. Right. Nerdularity? Yeah, nerdularity. It's definitely, it's, I don't think, I, I don't have a big concern about it except for the fact that I think that the, if the community itself doesn't support itself, that's where you have the problem. And you definitely get a few people who are like, oh, you know, you don't love this thing as much as I love it. It's, you know, I love it more than you do. And instead of embracing, I think, the newcomers. because uh, Like the people who are mad that episode yeah. seven was too derivative. Yes. That kind of thing. Yes. Like, instead, just be like, oh, somebody liked episode seven. Why not join the Star Wars love mm-hmm. over here? Um, and I, I, think, I guess I'm like in the minority of this room because I'm an episode seven hater. Oh. No. Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's just giving an example of like, well, no, we're going to be fine as long as there aren't haters like Adam over yeah, there. Exactly. <laughs> I, knew, I knew you guys had secret beefs. I knew it. Yeah, we're going to expose all of those today. <laughs> the four versus seven. And start the hair is just the, that's the silver lining. It's the peak of the And in your case, literally <laughs> a silver <laughs> lining because your yeah. mohawk is uh, silver. You, you yes. got a photo of that, right, Ryan? Good. All right. It, it, it's funny because back in the day, it's like, oh, you're a nerd. You watch Star Wars? man that's not cool like I now i haven't seen star wars really and now i'm the outcast yeah yeah you are no no yeah, it's know, so I weird like, yeah I, 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 I know i know i want to threaten to take society's lunch money now because it's gone in the other direction where i am no longer like are the chicks like, like flocking now like like what's going on with that oh i mean i'm i'm in a relationship so i guess i don't, oh, I don't know but you know and i'm I, about to have my Third child. Oh, so awesome. Awesome. Congratulations, yeah. Adam. Can yeah. I just take both March. of you guys' credential? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah okay. I'll, I'll try that out. I'll, I'll put that on my Tinder profile, see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Happily married, awaiting my third child. Adam, do you have a name? Because you guys have a pretty cool name so far. Your yeah, we um, I, oh, super locked down. Trisha would literally. No, no, I don't expect you to tell us. Me. I just want to know that there's like, it's already. Yeah, oh, yeah. We, okay. got, yes. we got a couple of super awesome names, and it's sort of the battle for, you know, how it's going to go. Yeah. Gonna be a boy. I've got two girls. Oh, congrats! In March, we're expecting a boy. Wow! And so, uh, yeah, lots of awesome, awesome boy names. Yeah. And I got three too. You guys know that. Well, you don't. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I got three yeah. too. Cool. Three also, not thirty-two. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you Powerball player? I am not a power. We, we a group of us at work went in on uh, a few tickets at the nine hundred million mark. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm gonna go in again. You're not gonna go to the one point four. Yeah. That was like for fun. I have this weird, uh, I have a theory that there's somebody out there who thinks they have lucky numbers. So they they play the same numbers Mm. over and over. They're like, oh, I need to get another ticket, the same number. I I bet a big chunk, and I don't mean like a majority, but I bet there's a huge chunk of people in America doing that. Sure, birthdays or something. Right, but I mean like on the same Powerball, going like, Give oh. me ten tickets, all with the same oh. numbers. <laughs> How does that work? No, it's no so it doesn't. It, it does Okay, that's so you don't get like the if it's you and one other guy, but you have ten tickets, you don't get you know one one. Oh, uh, 10, yeah, 11, oh. The other guy gets no, one. that is good strategy. Wait, what He's right. It? What did you say? So Ooh. if it's because I mean, right? The the thing is when you. It's typically not necessarily yeah. one person. So do you get? Oh, he's you, buying. You yeah. are buying multiple shares right. of exactly. oh, my daughter's right. birthday, my son's right. birthday, and that day I. If it works that way, I don't know. So how you're works. right. Yeah. Okay. So, for example, let's say that someone from the future told you the winning numbers, but you. But didn't I didn't know, know if other people else were going to win. win. That's, right. you buy a That's exactly tickets. what you right. do. You're like yeah. in your face, people. <laughs> yeah. We're sparing it. I get the thousand shares. You get one share. Yeah. You send out their share. That's brilliant. Yeah. Bobic, you have. That is, you've just impressed that one. Because I was making, I was on Twitter 
tweeting that joke, making fun of people, and now you sudden, set me straight. Run, like, run, no, run. yeah, well, you know what? Might happen to know my numbers are really lucky, so take that. Yeah, scientist guy. And it's always like the same liquor stores that sell the winning tickets, right? And then they post it up. Is there some science behind that? Well, they get the they get a portion of the the win. Really? Right? They so do. Yeah, they the, do. The, the store that sells the winning ticket gets a, a share of the win. Oh, so like that, that gives them incentive yeah, yeah. to advertise and push the right. tickets. Right. Yeah. Ah, so I think maybe more people flock to like that one shop in bet, Arcadia yeah. or something. Okay. Have you seen the the I think people are so figured it out this time, but like last big Powerball, and some people are talking about it, is that uh, there's a lot of people who get the math wrong on mm-hmm. billion, and they just go, well, there's 300 million people. We just take that 1.4 billion, and we just give it up to everybody, and then we have all these millionaires. Have you seen that one, Jimmy? What? I, yeah. I saw this on Facebook today. <laughs> well, it used, it's this time it's like a meme making fun of it. But right. It happened uh-huh. before last time. There was like all these tweets about it, and they were dead serious. This was not people. Wow. Conf- I mean, this is and just those very are the people that's people. buying the lottery tickets. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. Well, yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I hope so. Everybody gets three dollars. Yeah. I used to have a buddy. Uh, um, I don't talk to him anymore, but uh, his dream was to win the lottery. Ooh. He, um, his catchphrase was, "When I win the lottery, <laughs> something, something, something." <laughs> But he doesn't even have, like, good dreams. He'll be like, when I win the lottery, Jimmy, we are going to the buffet, dog. <laughs> you know, I'm like, what are you talking about? And then and then he ended up winning 50 grand on uh, Let's Make a Deal on Wayne Brady's show. Okay. Yeah, but he didn't pay taxes on it, so he's probably in jail for tax evasion. But no buffet either. Apparently. No, no, no buffet. Yeah, he didn't, hit was... you for the, he didn't pick you up for the buffet. No, yeah, it was... 50K uh, buffet. I think a lot of prize winners, I think I read a lot of them go to jail for tax evasion. Like they, I would they think get, so. Like, super outraged that this thing that is obviously theirs because they penciled in these numbers it's really upsetting that a part of it's going to be taken away yeah yeah you know which is kind of weird because the entire game's point is to take away half of the initial amount to give to schools in the first place so it's it's again a weird part of uh you did not no, I, I, oh. I'm, well, okay. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, isn't it weird that human psychology works that yeah. way? It's like, no. okay, it was cool when you were taking half, but now that you're taking another half of, half of half. that, that's not fair. Oh, like, you know, it's the scene half. Huge <laughs> it's the scene half, the just like event. the 100 yeah. years. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the half that I got. So when right. my buddy got the check for 50K, he was like, I ain't giving shit to the government. I'm like, bro, what if he, the government or the uh, Let's Make a Deal gave you a check for $27,000? Would you? He was like, yeah, I'll be okay with that. I'm like, what, the, what? That makes no sense. Like, what? Yeah. Just because he saw the fifty grand, now yeah, he's unable right. to part with the twenty-three. Yeah, it's you know, just, it's so in our heads. It's crazy. It's just like that's my property. But, you know, the fact yeah. that I gave you a thing with a lower than hundred percent expectation—that's just totally makes sense. Right. You know, it's yeah. it's so weird. Do you guys, uh, as scientists, do you guys believe in like um, the secret? You know, that 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 Oprah documentary book about uh, <laughs> visualization, and then and then you know the the, the picture board, and then believe and it will materialize. This is, is where you put yeah. your thought out to the universe. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. No. no? Uh, I mean, Sorry. I I believe in part of it in that to some degree your attitude towards something does affect your ability to make it happen. Right. But True. Uh, to the degree the universe is doing it, probably not. Right. Your um, own behaviors are are uh, warped and modified by what you're thinking about and what you're hoping for. Well, so in some sense, if you hope for the right thing, you modify your own behavior, and it'll just your yeah. own behavior kind of. But for instance, for landing, um, I could not. I really refused to let myself visualize uh-huh. a successful landing because that's not going to change the landing. 
And the important part is to visualize all the ways it could screw up mm -hmm. and try and fix those that we might be able to fix. Hmm. So at any rate, it's when it's not your behavior, when it, you know, whatever, if it's the Powerball, visualizing the Powerball all you want is not going to change the Powerball's outcome. I have a question, though, for Adam, now <coughs> that you bring that up. I'm curious because I, I mean, I, I think we're all guilty of the same thing at JPL, which is we do think of all the ways we can break something. Right. Do you feel like in any way that's in, like it brings your mood down? Oh, ever? yeah. Yeah? In fact, um, I was, you know, we just, just wrote this book thing, and, um, and landing night was... After landing, it was like um, going through a black hole into another universe. I had no plans or thoughts or way of dealing with it or way of imaging what would happen or anything written to say on the dais when the thing came to me. I mean, nothing. Right. And so I was unprepared, and there's a t whole bunch of postpartum, at least for me. I don't know. Oh, for I, see, you. I, had, I had the same thing, definitely. No, this like, happens to comedians, too. Probably not Jimmy because he goes back to his awesome job as an actor. But <laughs> a lot of there's a common thing with stand up. Uh, like you do a really great show, especially in a big crowd, and you you just get depressed afterwards. Ah, absolutely, it's, yeah. it's such a rush, and then and everyone's paying attention to you, and all of a sudden it, it goes away, and you're just a person at the grocery store. Um, so I, I mean, I imagine landing on a fucking planet is probably pretty similar. Yeah, what did you guys better. do the next day? <laughs> Slept. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, I went to. I went to. The, I think we both went to the lab. Yeah. And did TV stuff. Right. Oh, like okay. For, morning you know, interviews. Morning interviews. So it kind of continues in some sense. It does, but it's a different thing. Mm. Well, but you, know, you had the double boost though, because then you also had Obama bring you up like forty-eight hours later yeah, or was something. A, I mean, well, I think I brought was, up Adam too. You guys were there. Yeah. I was actually out. Of, I was on vacation when he called. Um, I was at a friend's wedding, and I was like, oh, you know, Kansas City. Or after the landing, I should have time to go to a wedding now, and did not realize what was going on. Right? Happen. Yeah, he called, and he, he mentioned uh, he mentioned some folks, and it, that was certainly awesome. It's very awesome to hear your name, written, uh, you know, spoken by the president of the United States. Mm -hmm. I well, I've, I mean, I so I'm not there, so I'm not on video, but I've seen your face on the videos, Trey, and it's kind There's of amazing to watch. Yeah, it's that. awesome. Because like I'm <laughs> like, doo -doo 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 -doo, and I can barely hear. There's like speakers in that room, and there's several of us standing up in front of a camera. And uh, and you can barely hear what's going on, and all of a sudden I hear, and I'd like to hear thank Adam Stelzer, and I'm just like, wow. <laughs> what the who? Yeah, because he weren't. I was not expecting that one. That is awesome. Think, awesome. Yeah, I don't think anybody expects. My that. eyes like are like reap this big. Uh, before we get into the the heavy stuff regarding the dust, I'm gonna I was gonna bring the dust up when you're both here, just to, okay. for maximum controversy. Uh, but um, I want to talk about something we did. For previous listeners, that was pretty exciting. We had uh, uh, Maria uh, Spiripulu on, and she we discussed whether gravitational waves have been de detected by LIGO. And I'm just going to proudly announce that we have much more reason to believe that actually was true. And so I want to just give a shout out to myself Ooh. for predicting that because when... Uh, when I talked to Kip, it really sounded to me like there was something going on like that. And more importantly, the thing that really got me thinking that that was happening is that they stopped talking. Like, everyone at LIGO stopped talking. And when that happens in physics, like, this is how uh, the Germans found out we were working on an atomic bomb in the U.S. was that during World War II, was because all the physicists who could publish on uh, anything having to do with stopped nuclear publishing. Weapons, stopped publishing and just disappeared. Like they were no longer at their universities, they just disappeared. Right. And that was so. I think it's the same thing with uh, LIGO. Of course, it could be that they're making uh, a gravitational wave bomb, but I doubt it that that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. It's probably that they detected it. 
Well, so in that sense, since North Korea keeps talking about the hydrogen bomb, that means they don't have it. Oh, right. Yeah, probably, oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, we oh we should bring that up because I, I tweeted about that right after it happened. Um, so just so people know from my point of view, uh, the seismic data was freely available. It's published by USGS, which is run by Caltech, um, or at least we have a big part in it. And it was a surface event, so it was very clearly not an earthquake, but mm -hmm. the yield was somewhere around the, it was a 5.1 earthquake. And the yield for that is around uh, six kilotons, which is um, pretty small. That's certainly way smaller than any what we would call a hydrogen bomb that the U.S. Mm -hmm. tested, any declassified thing labeled a hydrogen bomb. Although I do know that uh, you can put hydrogen in a bomb and you can boost it, and that number can approach zero and still have the name. So it could have just been a very, very shitty hydrogen bomb. But that shitty bomb can still destroy Los Angeles. No, not the not the same way. Uh, oh, you, really? you could you could destroy no because it's half the size of the bomb that destroyed Hiroshima. So it has like oh, a, okay. has a destructive radius of around uh, like three miles at the most. The San Gabriel Valley. So, yeah, it could take out a valley. It obviously would not be a good thing at all to have right. that. That would be a horrible attack. But um, it's not going to. The, the, the ones that the U.S. and the Soviets worked on during the Cold War, these were ones upward of 50 megatons. So, wow. so that's 10,000 times the size. These are bombs that where their destructive ability is limited by the physical curvature of the Earth and the shape of the terrain. So else. one of the reasons, you know, Bob, you know, Kevin asked me if I could, you know, hook you up for to come here. And one of the reasons I love being part of this is the kind of lighthearted human story topics that get discussed on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> super lighthearted. Like Powerball, yeah, super, yeah. Powerball we and from Oprah's uh, belief to... Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, from <laughs> Oprah's secret to... Uh, to destruction you know, limited only by the Gabriel curvature Valley. of yeah. the Earth. Oh, we should combine them. Like, can I use the secret to win the Powerball and develop my own hydrogen bombs? So who can make nuclear bombs uh, in the not-so-developed countries? That oh, we should be afraid any, of, like Pakistan. Like, who, Pakistan we should okay. be worried about any. Well, India? you mean yeah, ones India, that have India, demonstrably yeah, joined the club? Is that what you mean, or ones that yeah. are possibly able to do it? I don't know. People yeah. that we well, should be afraid of. The ones in the club are Pakistan, India, uh, possibly Israel, though not confirmed because they didn't do a test. Um, North Korea, um, Japan has certainly the technical ability, but they've it's against their constitution and they've never tested. Oh, okay. One. Um, they have the largest stockpile uh, of non-proliferating countries uh, of plutonium-239. So they have the most fuel for a country that has no uh, weaponizable use for that fuel. They have the same size stockpile as the U.S. does. And Russia. how scare should we be about this? About all, Japan? All, about uh, all, all these people, all these uh, Asians. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's lots of other ways to die. <laughs> should we probably worry about that, too, instead. I, we do have a coworker whose name I won't mention. I don't. I, yeah, I'll tell Adam afterwards. Um, but who definitely has done like wind maps of like the California area to like know where the fallout would uh, go after a nuclear attack on LA. Like, wow. Actually, to be there honest, there are people who definitely take this very seriously. I live near. Yeah. I near. I live near your lab in Altadena, and I'm in fact I'm in line of shot of Altadena. Like I mean, when I say line of shot, I mean uh, sorry of JPL. What I mean by that is that. This is something I've been worried about since I'm a, I'm a nuclear physicist, so this is the kind of thing I think about as a kid. So I was always worried about this, like the fact that geography affects how likely you are to be hit. It always bothered me because I'm 
pretty sure that in an all-out war, JPL would be considered a military target. Okay. It's yeah, not really that. a military target, but, no, it's but certainly, absolutely. Yeah. it certainly sure. contributes to the military capabilities of the U.S., yeah. so I, I don't think there would be... You know, heartbeat of and hesitation. If someone's trying have to do some corporal missiles laying around, guys. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, certainly <laughs> the ability. The if you were going to go, you know, all-out war with the U.S., probably taking out JPL would be a good yeah. idea. We have the reminders of that. There's a fallout shelter signs and quite yeah. a few older buildings at JPL. Yeah. Yeah. Great stuff. Bygone era. Keeping it light. Yeah. I'm gonna sleep well tonight. Yeah. Uh, oh, let's talk about the dust. All right. I gotta pull this up. Vamp for a minute, Jimmy. Oh, me! Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. my time! It's my time! Okay, uh, you guys want to talk about my Golden Globes experience again? Oh, yes. oh yeah, yeah, let's hear it. Right. Let's talk about that. This whole week has been crazy, man. Uh, so leading up to the Golden Globes, like they get you to these like gifting suites. Oh, sweet. So then you get like luggages. You get like really just crap that you give to your mom or girlfriend, right. so you don't have to give them Christmas <laughs> gifts anymore. Makeup. She doesn't listen to this though, right? And your shit. mom doesn't listen. No, she doesn't understand English. Are you kidding me? Uh, so. <laughs> Like 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 sunglasses and things like that, but it's just cool to say that you went there. So I went I I, I went to one at um <clears throat> at the Four Seasons. I thought I was balling out of control. I couldn't just fathom like how cool my life is. Mm-hmm. And then I went downstairs. There's this whole luncheon, and it turns out I was waiting for my car. I was waiting for my shitty '06 Prius from the valet. Ryan Gosling came out from the luncheon. Christian Bale came out, Steve Carell, Harvey Weinstein. Basically, half of Hollywood came out of this luncheon. Wow. And that was the AFI Awards right downstairs from the gifting suites. Mm-hmm. So really the schmucks are upstairs yeah. in the gifting suites trying to get some free luggages yeah, and the sunglasses. Chump, the swag chumps. Yeah, the real Hollywood people are downstairs at this AFI Awards. And that just totally put me in perspective and gave me some more motivation. I'm like, dude, you know, I got to be at this luncheon. Not this mm-hmm. schmucky, like, gifting suite. You need an assistant to go to the gifting suite for you, really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. If you only had somebody who might do that for you. Yeah. So that was cool. And uh, it's kind of hard to go back to real life, man. Okay. So, uh, Bobic, um, I, I science advise for movies sometimes. Uh, and so, like, when Interstellar came out, I was angrily arguing with many astronomers who were saying that there were a whole bunch of mistakes, which most of which turned out to not be mistakes at all. Uh, so the same thing happened with The Martian in that a lot of people said that the windstorm in the beginning was unrealistic. And there were tons of interviews with people who said somewhat rightish facts related to it. But I want to stand here on the record because I have two JPL people here, two Mars people at once. You want to take us on? I am completely convinced that it is a very legitimate fear to be worried about a Martian dust storm. And uh, me and another uh, scientist here did simulations even. I've talked to Andy Weir about it. I'll tell you, one person even said, your argument doesn't even make sense because even the author said of Martian said that it wasn't realistic. And I said, well, that's, that's not fair. First of all, I've interviewed the author and I'm friends with him. And he said that Interstellar wasn't realistic either. So I had to send him, I got uh, Kip Thorne to send him a signed book. And now he's uh, they're working on a next book together. Actually, it's pretty cool. Ooh. So I just want to hear um, what's your, what was your what's your take on this this controversy? It's not even a controversy, really, because nobody gives a shit anymore. Oh, well, I mean, I, yeah, I, so I this is the one where I think most people, including myself, have argued that the the force is not strong enough from a dust storm on Mars to knock over this vehicle, right? Yes, that's the that which, is the which canonical. Is, and you are arguing. And you're let's, arguing. Let's, let's get the the, the, yeah. the you are in the corner, arguing for Mav knocking over strength winds on Mars by a regular dust storm. Yeah, 
That's right. Kevin. Yes, I am on that corner, and I'm also in the corner that the numbers they stated in the movie are correct, is another thing. The wind, speed, not, the wind speeds. Yeah. Some of okay. us the who speeds. love the book and love the movie have not committed to memory the numbers <laughs> yeah, that were stated I, in the script I. in the film. So they, I'll give you an example. One of them, they say, what's the wind speed now at now being 110 uh kilometers per hour, I think, or 150 kilometers per hour, something okay. like that. And they say it's 7,500 newtons. And then they say, what's our abort tipping? Okay, wait, wait, wait. So they say 7,500 newtons. Newtons per meter squared is what they No, total mean. newtons, which is an issue because they I don't have... say what the size of this ship, which is one of the things that made me very upset about this argument in the first place is that you, if you don't know what the ship is, it's very hard to make that argument about whether it's going to tip or not. So that's why uh, but, I had But some usually wind forces are not spoke, uh, spoken in terms of the extensive force which requires that area. I completely agree. But more of a wind agree. pressure. Yes. I Pascals. I completely agree. Uh, that would be a good way to do it. Um, but uh, And then even on top of that, you don't know where the center of the mass is. So I would personally think that you'd actually care about the torque. So nobody the, the, ever will listen tour. to this <laughs> podcast now. <laughs> no, they will. This is going to go controversial, I swear. It's going to go gonna viral. Go big. Yeah, I went, right when the video comes out, which is uh, the DVD, I, I'm hoping that there will be some sort of uh, Scientific American or somebody will interview me about it. Um, one of my friends said, uh, when I was arguing with them, they said, well, you know what? Uh, when BBC comes and asks you what your opinion is, uh, you can tell them whatever the hell you want. <laughs> okay, so this is what we did. We we uh, first of all, I had to find a design for the Mav, and already I found the movie's actually pretty inconsistent about what the Mav looks like. There's one scene where it has three legs, and there's another scene where it has four, oh. for example. Whoa. So, so these are the cool. kind of details That's you don't right. even notice. Yeah. Didn't notice. Uh, and I had to fill in some of the other uncertainties now, are because you sure I didn't it's know the, the same height. Mav. Not the in the movie it's supposed to be, but it's oh like whether it's math three or four, right? Like no, I'm not. Okay. But these are so, this mean, is part of not the, that I think they'd some of the some <laughs> of the some of the mysteries that are not directly right. revealed. Yeah. Now, again, I'm not saying that it is likely that it would tip over or whatever sure. like that. I'm just rejecting Plausible. the claim that it is impossible. Right. The, the word impossible I take very okay. seriously. I, I mean, I'll give you it's not impossible. Well, a lot of people did okay. say that though, and they they glossed over some of the details. So. Uh, one of the first details that was incorrectly stated by a lot is they said the pressure on Mars is too low for wind to have an effect. Well, this is really upsetting because pressure is not entered into the equation of force generated on a on a surface. Density is the only thing that goes in. R pressure affects the Reynolds number, stuff up, like that. But it ends up being the pressure, density, and temperature are a triad that go together. That's in true. Atmosphere. But it, but a perfect example where they don't, where they diverge, is on Earth. If you put a propeller in one atmosphere of wind at sea level, mm -hmm. and then you lower it down into the water, the pressure is negligibly identical. You know, there's no, no but difference. The but the pressure. density goes up by a factor of a thousand. Hey guys, can I? Yeah. Can, can I just leave? You really <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to be throwing in jokes. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking. I don't know what you're talking about. But go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Well, you gotta give me this because they're here. Of course. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. The same thing happens on Mars. It's very cold. So the and it's also CO2. So the Dead Sea is actually not scaled with that. So th the first thing is that the pressure is only uh, uh, the density is only one sixtieth, not over one hundred, as a lot of people are saying. Then on top of that, since you care about the tipping torque as a ratio to the holding torque, 
you ignore another factor, which is that the uh, the gravity on Mars is different. So the amount that holds it on the ground also goes down. So the ratio of these two forces is actually uh, um, uh, changes the, the calculation of it. And then it's all under a square root because velocities go up very quickly. Uh, you no. guys understand all this? I, um, I understand. They're not checking the math. I'm not checking the math. Yeah, this is insane. insane. There's like a little V. It is, in fact, insane. It is insane. What not a the male math. figure. And, and I don't even know <laughs> you can the put the mathematician is insane. A male yeah. figure male and a woman figure? And what is that? Oh, oh, that's Mars and... and uh, well, the woman figure is upside down, so that's Earth. Yeah, that's... It'd be, yeah, the plus would be on the bottom if it was... Y'all crazy, man. Woman. <laughs> Continue, please. So, uh, it actually only works out to... Um, if there were no dust in the air, it works out to only 4.8 times the speed, which really is not very... It's, it's hardly impossible, because the speed that they mention on there, uh, if you put plug in the same highest speed that we've ever had on Earth, you, you get five times higher than even what they mention. So you, but what, on what do they mention there for speed? Well, they say, again, it's, it's nebulous because they say with the gusts. Yep. And they, don't, the they never define a gust, so okay. it's very hard to tell. Everything. Okay. The speeds they give, though, for the 7500 is uh, consistent with what the speed they give in the movie. Okay, but then I got really on a tangent where I started looking up at how much dust was in the air. And it actually turns out there's a lot of dust in the air. And on Mars, unlike on Earth, it actually affects the density in a real amount. Because the visi if the vis visibility drops down for dust, even with tiny particles like 10 micron or smaller, you, uh, you, can't actually, you can actually increase the weight of the air by a substantial amount. You can't do that on Earth because the air is already dense enough that you can't compete with that. But 100 grams of, of talc, let's say, is actually the size of a, one of those baby powder bottles. And it's a very tangible amount that you can put in a uh, you know, square uh, cubic meter. So you'd imagine like having, uh, you, you have this look on your face, it's like, I left work <laughs> to avoid this. No, no, I'm enjoying it. I'm trying to peer around the microphone table. Yes. Look at you. Yeah, it is, uh, this it is, is exactly amazing. like the bullshit meeting I was at, and I left. Anyway, uh, this is this is the fun part. So one of the missing parts was this uh, drag coefficient of the MAV. So I went through the movie and I found a MAV with the and asked Andy what the scales would be. And we did a little simulation in Comsol, which is actually I think the same thing you guys use to simulate your your weather meter on uh, Curiosity. Right. Anyway, so we ran this on a little supercomputer and I sent this to Andy and he flipped out. He was like, "That's so cool!" Like in all caps and. That sounds like Andy. Anyway, but then I couldn't. F I, I don't want to publish until I get someone at JPL to listen to me to just have a calm conversation. Peer about it. I don't mean. No, no, no. I don't give a shit if they <laughs> accept it or not. I just want somebody to even pay attention. And now that you guys are like actually in the room, you and you know the door's locked, and, right, and Ryan have has no instructions to restrain you if you leave. So you have your attention. Yeah. All right. That's all I had to say about that. We can, okay. We can go on to the next thing. All right. So what was your end game yeah. there? What was that? You said f four well, times. Well, they can't check the numbers on it until they're not under pre You know, you can't just ask somebody to check numbers. Well, and you're scrolling down through. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I'll send it to you. I just wanted to give you all like right. a preview. I'm curious. You've I'm gonna. My, you piqued my curiosity. So okay, speak. good. That's all I wanted. Yeah. That's. I wanted someone to just say, you know, Kevin, you thought about this a lot. <laughs> you made a lot of cool pictures in Photoshop. Maybe it's worth my attention, and I'm gonna try and get it. 
hopefully viral by the time the DVD releases. We'll yeah, which, see. Isn't that this week or something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wait, yeah so, I did this. Like, so if you're completely year. correct and right, what do you get out of this? Like a phone uh, call from Ridley nothing. Scott or something? No. Maybe. Uh, why, why not? Well, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, the last time, because I, I was so vocal about Interstellar, I got Andy Weir and, and Kip Thorne together. So maybe something like that could happen. That's fun. Cool. So when you tell me, like, you're busy and stuff, this is what you're working on? Oh, dude, don't ask that question. <laughs> I don't want my boss to listen to this. No, especially since I did it with a coworker. This was done completely without federal assistance or anything like that. It was all in our personal time. Personal time that he should yeah. be supposed to be spending with his kids. <laughs> That's what came Did he out. mention he has three kids? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That usually takes a lot of time. Not exactly. right now, kids. I'm working, I'm working on this weird conspiracy theorist paper. That I'm going to jump on two JPL people when I have no choice. It's four legs, not three. <laughs> How many legs were on there? Oh, God. Devon Island. What's I, that? Uh, well, it's a... I, th- I just f- ran across this because... Um, because some, you know, interesting people with interesting opinions uh, started tweeting about uh, Devon Islanders. Devon Islanders are these people who think that we haven't landed on Mars and that oh. we staged. I was wondering where those we people were. We staged this all in an island. I, it's either I think probably Canadian. It's way uh, I have north. I've heard this. This is great. It's a north. They have uh, a place that we staged. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, what's interesting is NASA evidently has a summer field center where they do rovers up there. Or somebody was, okay. or I don't know what. Um, I don't know. Monica would be a great place. I know this was this. There's people there, but I mean, other than that, well, if you're yes. into fake stuff, yeah, would have been. I don't know. Anyway, so uh, Devon Island, Devon Island, All Devon right. Island, Devon Island. No, that makes sense. I, I was wondering. <coughs> I knew there had to be people like that because if you're going to believe the moon landings are fake, obviously landing on Mars it's is gotta be really, really too. hard. Right. Yeah, it's not like oh, we did that one, but not the other one. You yeah. know where. Yeah, the uniform. That's yeah. good. I Consistently. Saw one. I mean, I know. That's right. No. <laughs> what do you think the motivation for these skeptics are? Like, Jesus Christ? Oh, it's all over the place. No, I all don't know. Over. I think it's there's just a natural um, uh, contrarian thing. Skepticism you know, Everybody thing. says it's cool. Yeah. Episode uh, seven's not got to be cool. <laughs> I hate people like that. <laughs> it's like the conspiracy theory people. I feel like those are the same people that buy the same lottery numbers every week. <laughs> yeah. Bring Venn diagram. We should figure that out. Yeah. We should categorize those people. The idea that you, um, you know, I, I, I once had a nice long debate with somebody who had the, not a Mars landing or a moon landing, but a crazy weather related, you know, getting together and everybody decides what, you know, the Illuminati they decide or the, yeah, yeah. the stonemasons or whatever decide the weather for the next year or whatever <laughs> decide um, the weather yeah that's, that's anyway. awesome but the point is <laughs> oh my god that's great um this idea that you can get a group of people together you know bob and i work with a, a, um, a team of folks that are highly aligned to doing the same thing and yet if i were to try and keep take 10 of those people and keep anything secret for any period of time uh, yeah Completely never going to happen. Mm. And then you imagine doing it on a, on thousands or hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. And it's just, it's never going to happen. I don't think you can keep secrets like that. Yeah, I, Personally. It's uh, my I, experience. I think a big uh, contributor is just science literacy is a huge contributor, I think. A lot of people don't get, particularly I think if they're kind of smart people, but they don't actually get the training or exposure to 
to how scientists do stuff. I think they can join that bang, band, bandwagon uh, pretty quickly. But, you know, there's also people who are just flat out crazy who go for this. Like a lot of when, I've yeah. had friends who have had, tr- you know, struggled with mental illness where that does crop up really easily. I mean, there's there's some, if you hear voices and things like that, you get very paranoid about mm-hmm. a lot of things. We, um, uh, during, I was working on um, on MER, on the, on the, on a rover mission that uh, Spirit and Opportunity mission uh, when 9/11 happened, and the group of people I was with got we got stranded up in in uh, Seattle because they shut down the airspace. Mm. So we had rental cars, and we all just drove our rental cars down, and we drove down the south. Uh, at, at one point, we were on the 395, and we stopped at this great little cafe in Olancha, California, and. Um, and the and the I was familiar with this cafe and the proprietors were these two French Berber women, North African Berber women who had been raised in France, and they were kind of wacky. Anyway, this is like three days, two days after 9/11s occurred, and this woman tells me very, very clearly. She says, "I'm I speak French. I go to France for my for my news, and I'm here to tell you, not all the planes have come down yet." What? And I'm thinking, really? A plane that's been flying for like four days? That's a new thing for <laughs> yeah. me. I didn't know you could do that. I only could hijack a plane. And, but th- she'd never taken it past this idea that there was a threat. It, right. I think if you were to ask her, said, what, have you ever heard of a plane that flies that long? <laughs> you know, how far could you fly in that much time? Could, how far around the world could you fly? She might start to realize that that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. But they never go past the headline, as it were. Yeah. One of my, my favorite things about the weirdness of conspiracy theories is how they pick some things and oh, uh, yeah. I, I, and not others. Yeah. Like, oh, I actually I experience this on a daily basis, right? So a lot of people are like, oh, I love the Mars landing. Tell me, like, you guys have aliens at JPL, right? <laughs> yes. That's and it's like, like, why would that? How did... How do those two things get next yeah. to each other? And yeah. also, why would you guys hide that? I don't even understand. We'd be so why. excited. I, I, I know. Like I don't know We'd how... be so excited to tell you we had aliens. Uh-huh. No, I mean, I, I work at the place I worked in, in Italy. It's in an underground facility, so it's very oh, strange. It's not open to the course. public, right. and a lot of Italians think that the government's hiding aliens there. You know, and they'll like, say, and even when you say no, we don't have any aliens at JPL, they're like, okay, cool, yeah, yeah, yeah I understand, yeah, you're cool, 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 cool. I get it, I get it. I mean, you could never really tell me. So, so one of my nunk nunk wink wink. One of my favorites is, how do you know that nuclear weapons work? This is one of my favorites. This blows people's minds sometimes. See, they don't ask me that no, question. No, this is a very reasonable question. Oh, yeah, it is. How do you know that they're real? Right. Do you, do right. You, well, from lighting them off. You've seen a test? Oh, no. How do I personally yeah. know? <laughs> like, of all the conspiracies, this is a, a really good conspiracy theory, but it gets people so pissed because, like, of course that can't be. <laughs> right. That can't be you real. You know like, that that's how, true. How do you know? I mean, well, well, there's lots of things like that. You could, you could extend to that. But, yes, <laughs> Hiroshima, the damage from Hiroshima, that would be a very hard thing for a single plane to hold, wouldn't it, then? Well, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I just tell I lost my just, uncle at the it, war. It won the war, though. And, and just saying. There's they don't very, really question me. You know, what? I just I just tell them I lost my uncle Hiroshima. They don't they don't say anything <laughs> after that. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah, so uncomfortable. All these conspiracy theorists, all these people that blame the government, none of these people make over thirty grand a year. Let me tell you that. Everybody's like, oh, the Illuminati's man is screwing us. Yeah. The government screw me out of Powerball. They all just fucking bombs, dude. I mean, seriously, you go find a guy that 
that makes six figures that has good conspiracy theory about 9-11. Okay, I'm not going to... You've seen those? No, I mean, there are people, like I said, there are people who, I I mean, I interact with who are big fans of NASA and JPL Mm -hmm. who make good money who just still believe that we have aliens somewhere. Like that they're like, oh, you know, I was talking to so-and-so. We both agree there, there's got to be aliens that visit us on Earth. But here's where it gets and extra you guys weird. Gotta know about them right. Because they're going to come talk to you. That's right. They're going to definitely talk to you. What's so extra strange is then when you when scientists like you guys go on TV and it's like, yeah, we'd like funding to go to Europa to look for aliens. Then suddenly everybody disappears. They're like, I'm not paying for that. Right. Right. It's so weird. Yes. Because yeah, that's like, where the, this I'd is like what I mean by two dollars like, from you, please, <laughs> to, right. to go look for life on Europa. Right. No, are you crazy? Yeah. This is this is like the uh, like picking the conspiracy is so. It's very specific. specific yeah, yeah. They definitely. Yeah, people can seem completely rational besides a couple. I mean, I guess we all have maybe one or two very things that we hold, kind of irrationally close risks or whatever it may be, but. I mean, you can be a very rational mind and still be irrational in certain areas, but yeah. certainly the conspiracy theories are ones. I think I you don't. Could, you could even have people who are like, "I'm not going to fund NASA because they keep covering up the fact that we found aliens on Mars, so we're not going to fund them to go find aliens, maybe on Mars, some other place, right. or in Europa." I have fun. Uh, I was at Comic Con a couple of years ago wearing a, a NASA T-shirt, and the guy, in, I was like waiting for some a small amount of whatever chicken fingers or something at the. You, dude, you should be at a booth getting people to pay you for autographs. No, autographs, you know oh, the green, yeah. no, the, he the, could, the Black Ranger, yeah, the who was on Power, Power Ranger. Rangers for one year. Yeah, he was sitting with his own booth signing autographs, and for fifty bucks, he'll call your friend on the cell phone. That's right. yeah. yeah, but so it was you, the saddest thing I've ever seen. After the show, you you, you gotta work this out <laughs> with Jimmy. I can be. Yeah. A, you guys should be. Yeah. You should all be all about the Comic Con booth. Uh, you should not be paying it's, people. I mean. Yeah, uh, but I've been lying. And so the guy's like, "Oh, did you go to the 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 NASA panel today?" And it was one where Buzz Aldrin was on the panel. I'm trying so hard to get him on the show, and that'd be a, which is you should because uh, he lives nearby. He does. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm like, "Yeah, I went, but you know." And I just I go full like, but I think he's full of shit. Like we never went to the moon. And the guy's like, "What?" I'm like, yeah. I mean, that Buzz Aldrin is definitely lying about being on the moon. And the guy gets legitimately upset with me. Uh, and I'm like, you realize I'm wearing a NASA shirt, right? <laughs> like, right. I'm just Can't having fun with you, but you really are buying into this. Yeah. Um, so that's one of my, my favorite things to do. is, And like, I feel like over time, I've heard enough of the conspiracy theories that I can hit all the bullet points. They're like, yeah, the, flag is, the, flag. the flag is straight. Yeah, and the yeah. shadows are wrong. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. And that rock, like that weird rock at the front, has like the, clearly has a B on it. Yeah. My, uh, my grandfather worked on the, the lunar landing. So to me, it's... It's kind of like a personal insult. I take it very personally. I do get upset. Yeah. But at the same time, I also find it to be like pretty good compliment. Cause, and you guys should feel the same way if people do the same thing with Mars. It's like you're doing something so hard that like a normal could human imagine. brain cannot explain that in normal ways. Like Speaking it makes of- more sense. There's millions of people lying than that actually happening. Speaking of know? compliments, I was uh, I went to, over Christmas and New Year's. I was in Japan and I went to this... Cemetery that is at Mount Koya, which is this you know beautiful kind of uh, Buddhist enclave, and uh, cemetery is you know kind of it's it's I mean at least six hundred years old, but there's more modern parts of it. And one of the things that I was shocked me almost like as I was walking by, is this small Saturn V rocket 
sitting on top of one of the gravesites. And I'm like, what is, there's a, like a Marvel Saturn V? Wow. And I That's go awesome. and I read the inscription and the guy, um, it, it's, it's, it's certainly a more unusual thing, but they also have kind of corporate burial plots. Okay. So you, you can imagine in Japan, like a more loyal country, there's also like a kind of a, like, oh, you're a company man. Like we'll bury you yes, with, the with the Panasonic co- or right. whatever, you know. And this guy That's who so founded Japanese. this company I love that. had apparently worked <laughs> on the Apollo missions, like as some part supplier, but thought like as his you know company's greatest achievement was helping to put people on the moon, like that was the wow. thing. And so they built the company cemetery to have this Saturn V rocket. That's so cool. And I was mm. like, that's actually quite an, like well, that's, that's a wonderful big. sentiment that's to huge. think like. Right, that's absolutely that's, huge. Yeah, of all the things I've done, I'm like, I like this guy. I like, oh. yeah. are you, either you, I'm not getting morbid, but either you gonna put like sky crane or curiosity or anything like that on a gravestone gravestone i hadn't really you know i have not been like planning out my gravestone yet (laughs) i don't know what's wrong with me but i'm totally off schedule on that i boltzmann has his law on his gravestone like it's carved into it yeah boltzmann's law i feel like i probably get cremated like i don't really feel the need to take up a lot of space Uh, oh that's so weird no not i totally do yeah if i yeah i'm all about sucking up resources to preserve my physical form. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I, I, I totally b- understand the Egyptians. I think it okay. makes sense. Do you want to be mummified? Uh, well, I'd want to do whatever Entombed would work. In a huge... I don't think... Like, stuck in a vat of uh, liquid nitrogen? Deep deep fried in... Or deep frozen <laughs> in space. Deep. Whatever it takes. Whatever affordable and, and available. You know, just straight out of the insurance... Would you like have one of those like Hollywood Forever Cemetery mausoleums where like people could watch movies on it? (laughs) That'd be cool. Hipsters, Um, like in a rotating, if I could be like in glass and rotating and frozen, that would be pretty cool. Whoa! But Um, you gotta die in shape. That's a lot of pressure. (laughs) Yeah, you gotta keep it together all the way that far. That's a that's a nice way to tell me I need to lose weight. How, how much? <laughs> it's like the tenth time this week. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You can't die now, Kevin. <laughs> Wouldn't be a good display. <laughs> how? How? Oh, how, how Tommy said so we were at the improv the other day. He's just like, man, you'd be you totally uh, you'd just kill at Hollywood if you just lost like forty pounds. <laughs> Oh, jeez. And he feels so comfortable doing that because, remember, he went through that. Like he said, Or if you gain 100, then you can be like Oh, the, then I could be one of the fun mean? ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the then fun I'd have to, ones. I'd have to OD and Coke by, like, 45. That, yeah, and that I, you too. Know, if I wanted to go that route. How far are we from those technology that you see in, like, Futurama and all that, that you freeze the guy for how many years Which and then you fall And then we all have the heads? You know that's a well, cartoon, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, not <laughs> the heads, but, like you, you, like, you freeze Walt Disney for how many years and then you fall him out. I, I think right now there's no evidence that you're – Anything useful survives when right. you freeze. You, I mean, you, you rupture all your cells, I and think, so you're totally uh, cooked. I mean, a big, I, I think way more likely is the technology is going in the direction that, and I think I'd be happy with this, just to scan my brain mm-hmm. and save that in a computer. I think we're way closer to that being... Uh, like save your conscience in a computer? And well, not my consciousness, memory? but at least the arrangements <laughs> of the neurons in my brain. I don't know enough of... I don't understand consciousness, so I don't know if you could save it or not, but... The best I think we can do right now. So we can do this with a with a, f- a fly brain right now. And fly has like a hundred thousand neurons in it or something like that. How, how many do we and have? It, we have like a lot way more. more. Yeah, uh, like not Griff more. though. But not Griff. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that when he's not here. Oh, man. That's oh, oh, oh yeah, that's mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't, I don't understand that. It's okay. He doesn't know how to use iTunes, so he won't be able to, <laughs> to download this. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but they could do it with a fly. They're, they had a really cool TEDx here where um, on the it was especially yeah, like on the brain, brain. Yeah. and that was one of the things they showed. They said we can make a complete map of every cell and every uh, is a three dimensional map 
in this tiny, tiny brain of a fly of every uh, dendrite and, and neuron in this little spot. They, and they, you know, the main idea is that someday that will just scale up and you'll be able to do that with a human, but that's, that's going to take a long time. Didn't Johnny Depp do a movie that flopped? Transcendence or something? Isn't that the same idea to download his head? Inside of a computer. Yeah, yeah. Nobody watched right. that movie. I watched it because it was on Netflix. Oh. And yeah, it was kind of. Yeah. I watched Johnny Mnemonic. Uh, yeah, there you go. Cool. It's certainly not like a n- new idea. It's it's an old idea. In fact, a lot philosophers talk about it a lot because one of the things that comes up when you talk about that is, if you make a copy of somebody, and then switch on that brain and it has an exact it's an exact copy, like who is that? Right. Because from that person's point of view, they might think they just they're still them and you know for them it's a continuous thing but mm-hmm. since we we don't understand consciousness enough we don't know where that goes and then it gets really deep when you think about that because that all has to do with with death and and the afterlife and things like that because well, the same f- thing comes up is like is is being alive just you know a copy of a certain pattern or is it something you know deeper is it a thing that has to cling on to something you mm. know right the exact copy doesn't continue to be the exact copy. Right. It immediately mm. starts to diverge. It immediately yeah. diverges because the order of the system. By the way, great Christopher Nolan movie. If you have not seen uh, The Prestige, go oh, and watch yes, it. Oh, yes, The Prestige. That. That's absolutely... That I didn't know that was a Nolan movie. Yeah, yeah. That is, that Did Jonah work on that, too? That covers the... Uh, oh, yeah, it's absolutely... That covers the, the ethics of this topic, like, perfectly. Yes. So wow, okay. Just go, and it's a, it's a fantastic movie. Yeah, that's movie. absolutely excellent film. I was thinking about that, trying to remember what it's name yeah, was. Yeah, because it, it, it covers that. In fact, I don't even want to talk about the topic anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Until everybody right. goes and watches The Prestige, and then we'll, and then we'll a, regroup yeah, okay. in a couple of weeks. Yeah, let's give a plug to some guy that doesn't need any more Well, I'm trying to... I'm actually kissing his ass. I want him to come (laughs) on the podcast. That would be awesome. Yeah, Owen kind of knows him, right? Or he bumped elbows with him. Well, they hosted that same thing together. His brother Jonah and I were on on the Sundance uh, uh, jury last year. Oh, sweet. Okay, yeah, we have enough one-offs, two-off connections. We can make this happen. Yeah. Sean Um, Carroll probably knows him. Sean knows everybody. Sean will not do my podcast until May. So... He's just like, no, I've gotten too famous, and I'm not going to talk to you anymore, Kevin. If I mean, to be fair, if we would have won the Golden Globes la- uh, yesterday, you wouldn't be here I, right I wouldn't now. Be here. Like, He'd I be mean, like, no, you know, you're crazy. You know, I'm, I'm done. Loser. I'm a loser. That That's was, why, you know, I'm like, that was me up. before, and now I'm a Golden Globe right. winner. Right. Can't, can't come no more, you know what I mean? But, you know, Mozart, Mozart in the Jungle really saved you guys' podcast here, uh-huh. so should be appreciated. Yes. Well, we would have had them on the show if they... like I would have looked it up, IMDb'd it, like, what is this show? Oh, my right. God. Is it good? Has anyone here watched it? Nobody I have ever seen, seen it, it no, I don't no, think. No. Yeah. It must be artistic as fuck. Something like that. Yeah. I do love that we've entered this age where, like, streaming media is just doing extraordinarily well, it's good everything. things. Yeah. It's, it's everything. Yeah. I can't really even think. I mean, it's like, whoa, okay, I'm going to go to the movie theater because I want to see it you know, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it. I mean, right. you know, except for a movie theater, it's got to be pretty decent to drag yeah. me out. I want to be part of the social <laughs> festival exactly. of the yeah. opening. But aside from that, yeah. it. Tarantino talks about that a lot. Like, we don't have enough mo- uh, reasons to go out to see movies because our TV sets are getting so good mm-hmm. and everything is so available to us. Well, and yeah. the format flexibility. You know, so you 90-minute film, maybe mm-hmm. two-hour film, or now... House of Cards, you can, 
you can actually tailor the format. The story is longer form. It's mm-hmm. whatever, 15 hours a season, or I don't even know what it is. Probably 15 hours yeah. a season, 12 hours a season. And you could do it in 12 hours if you've got the stomach, or three, or seven. You can chunk it as you need as you need to. So it's uh, pretty amazing. And you and I both know also the problem with movies nowadays that drives us is if you have kids, it's like really right. hard to go to the movies. It's very expensive. It's yeah. It costs a lot. Yeah, it's what fifteen bucks a ticket now or something. No, no, oh, yeah. no. The kids. Whatever. Part. The kids part. Yeah, and oh. seventy five dollars like for the sitter. For the night. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah, and if you have three, you're gonna have yeah, three. So you yeah, know yeah. this. Yeah, yeah you can't three, take a kid's kid hateful late. Yeah. yeah, but it, the price goes up because dealing with three kids is not the same as there's no like wow. economy of sale yeah. there. No, so it gets really hard to find one. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you very much, Bobic, for being on the show. Thanks. Uh, I had a great time. This was fun. I, I'm glad to know you guys aren't enemies. Uh, that was nice. No. Uh, do you, do you have you have people on Twitter? I know you do. You have like do you a want million. people more people to follow you on Twitter? You're uh, like seventy five thousand. I have people you, on Twitter. Do you want like point oh oh one percent more people to follow you? Uh, no. I mean, uh, uh, I'm come good. on, just tell well, us your I'm handle. At, I'm at tweets out loud, one word on Twitter. Which, of course, to be honest, like your hair, rocks very hard. Thank you. Awesome. Are you uh, verified? Yes. Okay, awesome. Fancy like that. (laughs) Actually, I'm verified, too. Hello. Yeah. Awesome. Even though I'm like, you know. It doesn't have Steltzner. It doesn't you have to do with how many again? people. It has to do with other people are trying. Oh, to I'll plug Adam's book. Yeah, 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 I just yeah, Adam gave me a copy before the break, so yeah, I he didn't bring it. one here. Um, and I, I got, it was actually really interesting. <laughs> it's a very different take. So I've like a, in, I mean, at this point, I, just in part because I want to see everybody's different. Like I mean, it's kind of like the reconstruction of the truth, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm everyone hearing, sees a different piece of like the elephant. Faulkner as I lay dying, sort of right. thing where right. I'm like I'm learning everybody's stories about curiosity. So I read Rob Manning's book before; it's also very good. But it's really fascinating to read Adams. And Adam, you have like a lot more about your how you kind of got to curiosity, which mm-hmm. I didn't. I knew some of it, but not all of it. So it was actually pretty cool. And and I think some of it was really interesting because I almost feel like it's helpful career advice. I'm like, oh, there's stuff in here that I should be paying attention oh, to. That's like, right. I want to ask. The previous show we were asked, we were talking about so whether it was cool. okay to write a book uh, early in your career because he was like, yeah, you know, I'm looking back now, so I have all these years of experience. So this is what I wanted to ask you: Are you going to do a book early? Because I want to uh, do it just for the hell of it. But you can't I, do it like an experience. I don't know book. that I would write a book. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't write a book about myself yet. I just feel like there's much more could, to be could, written. Couldn't it be like? Hairstyles of scientists hairstyles or something. Pictures of people. Yeah. Like, a picture book. Yeah. Coloring book. You could do a <laughs> adult book. You a million book. followers. You'd make so much bang no, I mean, like, no. It could I mean, be called, like, That Time I Met Obama or something. I mean, event, like, eventually, it certainly would be cool to do one. I, I, like I said, I think there's more, like, there's, I, I would like to believe there's many more interesting stories. Right? Even, like, you read Adam's book, right? There's, a, there's you know, several projects that he's worked on that he has, like, this kind of, uh, storytelling and and, a, and a, I would say a much more vibrant youth than I well, had. Well, I have uh, no doubt cool. that when you're Adam's age, you'll have the look back kind of book. But I'm I was just trying to brainstorm about what people our age can do, like the hair I thing. I mean, I the think stencils, a book that was maybe targeted maybe? to like pretty young people, like uh-huh. young adults or like kind of middle school age or something that were, you know, maybe trying to say like what what got me excited about science might be a book. But I certainly wouldn't want to be like, here's what I've done in my career. I mean, that just doesn't mm-hmm. make sense to me. I guess. No, I know. That's what uh, I'm trying to find. Yeah, find the subjects like what you were talking yeah. about. Yeah. yeah, Or yeah, I mean, I, I think that's probably the, the, the thing. Or just maybe like take some of the 
cool aspects of the work that you do and translate it into, sorry, as I hit the mic, um, or uh, translate it into a, like a science fiction style novel. Like I have the idea of always of like what would be a great story to tell on Europa. Oh, like, so fiction, a, science fiction. Yeah, like a science fiction. Yeah. Like once you learn something about it, could you tell an interesting story using the science narrative of, of you know what we know about Europa or Mars or something? And I'm always case, most interested about science fiction that is close, you know, crazy stuff. Not interested. Right. But stuff it's like, whoa, 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 wait. Is that the fiction part or is that the science yeah. part? Well, that's that's that what made, I like the best. That's something that made the Martian so great, is it like Oh absolutely that was like tangible. That was very yeah, at least for very approachable. For a scientist yeah. you're like, holy crap, we could he actually did a good job of designing that that math thing. Right. That's yeah. Yeah. So uh, but yeah, so that yeah, Adam's. I would uh, so yeah. Anyway, I was saying it's Adam's book is. I actually really enjoyed it. So I, I have not told Adam this yet. This is the first Adam's hearing. Well, this is awesome. This. So uh, yeah, on the podcast, <laughs> I hear that Bobak loved the book or yeah. at least liked it. No, I really enjoyed it. Uh, like I said, it was and it was it was cool to see both your story, but also like I was actually I was a little surprised um, that I got so much. I was like, oh, this is really interesting notes on like how to interact in meetings and like kind of like think about things and. An approach that I had not considered before, which is kind of wow. cool. It'd it's be like, so funny if the only reason, almost like that. a mentoring program, I guess. It's how, wow. it's how it's all it'd be us. so funny if like the only reason you're saying that is because there's like three chapters about how to rock your hair at work. There were and you're just like yeah, there was very little. <laughs> this is of really hair. relatable. This is a side of Adam that I yeah. obviously I, had in common. I saw the side part in the pomodor, <laughs> but I didn't realize he used Johnny B. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. All right, I'm uh, Kevin Hickerson. Uh, find me on Twitter, KP Hickerson. Uh, you can follow me at Funny Asian Dude and uh, Mr. Stelzner here. What's the name of your book again so we can plug it? Yeah, the, one the Right Kind of Crazy. The Right Kind of Crazy! Woo. All right, comes out tomorrow. Also, go see me at Flappers on the 19th in Burbank and come to Griff's show on the 30th in the main room of the Comedy Store. It's going to be awesome. All right, thank you very much.